Good evening and welcome to E-Bible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 13 of Revelation chapter 6, and we're going to be reading verse 11. And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Now this uh, verse is referring to the souls of them that were seen under the altar back in verse 9. And uh, we discussed this. We saw how that's really a reference to God's elect that were saved throughout uh, the church age period, especially. And, and uh, here in verse 11, it speaks of um, the souls under the altar um, resting for a little season until their fellow servants are killed as they. And we, we also discussed that, how God, um, brought in the first fruits that are typified by 144,000. And then he saved the great multitude during the period of the great tribulation. And the great tribulation is identified by God as a little season here, and it it, it actually was uh, um, really uh, when we compare it to the period of the church age, a period of gathering first fruits. That period went from 33 A.D. until 1988 A.D. It lasted for 1955 years, and then began the Great Tribulation. And for the first 2300 evening mornings, virtually no one was being saved anywhere in the world. No one at all in the churches and congregations. That would no longer be possible because God uh, abandoned the church and turned it over to Satan. But if anyone, and if anyone were, it, it would have to be very few, if anyone was being saved outside of the churches, it, it would have been a handful of individuals at most. That's all the language of the Bible allows for. And then in September of 1994, the Lord began to evangelize the world again, a second time. He stretched forth his hand to recover the remnant of his people. And it was a second jubilee period and a second outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It was the latter rain. And God would bring in much fruit, much more fruit than had been brought in previously throughout that almost 2,000 years of the church age. And this would be accomplished all in a little season of only about 17 years out of the entire 23-year Great Tribulation period. And, and so we can see why God would refer to it as a little season. And he... He also calls it a little season in Revelation chapter 20. And I'll read the first three verses of Revelation 20. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. Now this thousand years is uh, representing the entire church age 
which, as mentioned, actually lasted for 1955 years. And then in verse 3, And cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till, or until, the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that he must be loosed a little season. And this is describing Satan's loosing at the end of the church age. It was at that point in the year 1988 that he ascended out of the bottomless pit, as we read in Revelation 11, and the two witnesses were slain. And uh, Satan was victorious over the churches and congregations of the world. And and the the entire period of time, the 23 years from May 21, 1988 until May 21, 2011, an exact 23 years, a full 8,400 days, was the Great Tribulation, also known as a little season. And this um, expression, this phrase, uh, identifies the Great Tribulation as well as the two words megas thalipsis identify the Great Tribulation. And by the way, the, the Greek words uh, here for little season, little is Strong's number 3398, and it is micros or micron. And season is 5550, I, I think. Yes, 5550. And it is um, chronon or chronos from which we get chronology. And, and of course, micron or micros, we get the, the word micro for very little and uh, for something that is little. And so this is a little season as... Um, Chronos uh, is is also translated as time or while in the Greek New Testament, and uh, Micros is often translated as little. And we actually find these two words, Micron Chronon, um, in the the Gospel of John or or the fourth Gospel in John. Chapter 7 is one place. And let's turn over there. This is interesting because that chapter happens to discuss the Feast of Tabernacles. And it is in this chapter 7 of John where um, it says, for instance, concerning this feast in, in verse 6, Then Jesus said unto them, My time is not yet come. But your time is all we ready. The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testify of it, and the works thereof are evil. Go ye up unto this feast. I go not up yet unto this feast, for my time is not yet full come. And that is um, not just um, a casual use of words where the Lord says, my time is not yet full come, but it is a reference to the spiritual fulfillment that will take place in the future concerning the Feast of Tabernacles. As, for instance, God fulfilled the Passover feast by having the Lord go to the cross at the time of the Passover. 
and and that spiritually fulfilled what the Passover had had pointed to. God fulfilled the feast of Pentecost or first fruits by pouring out the Holy Spirit. And it so happens in Acts two, it it, it says when the feast of Pentecost was fully come at that point when God um, poured out the Holy Spirit and about 3,000 were saved, and that uh, initiated the church age, and, and God began to send forth his word into the nations to gather the first fruits unto God. That was the fulfillment of what the feast of Pentecost had always pointed to. And here, Jesus is speaking of tabernacles, and he says, uh, my time is not yet full come, because uh, tabernacles, uh, w- which is held along within gathering, is the feast that's said to come in the end of the year, and it points to the end of the world, when God gathers all of his precious fruit, all of the elect, and then he'll destroy the world. And, and we uh, fully expect that God will do this, in observance or in uh, connection with the uh, Feast of Tabernacles uh, in the calendar of the of the Hebrew calendar, as he also um, fulfilled the other feast days at the time of those feasts according to the calendar or the biblical calendar. That's a better way of putting it. And And now in this chapter, John 7, Jesus is speaking about tabernacles and and uh, there will come a time when uh, he will go up to the feast and that would be when it is fully come. Well then, uh, a little further on, beginning in verse 32, I'm going to read a few verses here. It says in John 7, verse 32, The Pharisees heard that the people murmured such things concerning him, and the Pharisees and the chief priests sent officers to take him. Then said Jesus unto them, Yet a little while am I with you, and then I go unto him that sent me. Now, let me stop um, just to explain that the English words, a little while, are the same two Greek words, a little season, that we have in Revelation 6.11, and also in Revelation 20, verse 3. It is the same two words. Little is micron, and while is chronos. It it could read here uh, just as easily, Yet a little season am I with you, and then I go unto him that sent me. Now, th- this is significant. God uh, uses words carefully. Remember when he uses the two words, Megas Thalipsis, Great Tribulation, in Matthew 24. And he uses those two words again in Revelation 2 and Revelation 7. And they're uh, discussing, of course, that period of time right at the end of the world, which we have just gone through, the Great Tribulation, Megas Thalipsis. And then the, the Lord uses the same two words in the book of Acts to describe the the great dearth that came upon the land in the days of Joseph, Megastelipsis. And, and you know, someone who didn't understand how God wrote the Bible would, would just conclude, 
Well, that has nothing to do with the great tribulation that, uh, as it's found in these other verses, and they would be completely wrong. God did that intentionally, and then when we check out that time of famine in the days of Joseph, we see how perfectly that historical occurrence matches up with the spiritual teaching of the Bible concerning the characteristic of the Great Tribulation. And so we uh, here we find the same two words that are in Revelation 6.11 and Revelation 20, uh, and they're translated a little season, and here it's uh, using a different English word, but but um, that doesn't matter. We're concerned with the original language, the Greek, and it's the same words. Yet a little while or season am I with you, and then I go unto him that sent me. And let's keep reading in verse 34. You shall seek me and shall not find me, and where I am thither, thither ye cannot come. Then said the Jews among themselves, Whither will he go that we shall not find him? Will he go unto the dispersed among the Gentiles and teach the Gentiles? What manner of saying is this that he said, Ye shall seek me and shall not find me, and where I am, thither ye cannot come. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Now, this is really very interesting how God has used these two words, uh, micron, chronon, a little season, in this particular passage, in the context of the Feast of Tabernacles, when Tabernacles is discussed and said to one day fully come, or um, Christ said, my time is not yet full come, referring to Tabernacles, which we understand to be that feast that must be fulfilled at the time of the end. And in this context, during the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus is having some dialogue with the Pharisees, and they they sent um, uh, officers to take him. And Jesus says again in verse 33, Yet a little while or a little season am I with you. And then I go unto him that sent me. Now, let's think about that. Jesus is saying, I'm only with you for a little season. And then following this, I go to God because the Father sent him. And now notice what happens once he goes to God after the little season that he is, he is present or, or with them. In verse 34, ye shall seek me and shall not find me, and where I am thither ye cannot come. After the little season, and and again, uh, let's keep in mind that little season is a phrase that identifies with the great tribulation. After the little season, Christ is saying that those that seek him will not find him, And where he is, ye cannot come. Now this reminds us of what we read in Revelation chapter 9. In Revelation 9, and Revelation 9 is describing the last three woes 
Revelation 8, um, spoke of the, the first four trumpets, the judgment on the churches and congregations, the third part. And when did that take place? During the Great Tribulation. And then there's a transition made in verse 13 of Revelation 8. Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Just as we read in Jeremiah 25, God speaks of giving the cup first to the city called by his name, and then he turns his attention to the inhabitants of the earth and, and tells them, you will not utterly go unpunished. No, the uh, implication is you most definitely will be punished. And here too, First, God judges the third part, and then uh, with the first four trumpet blasts and the final three, uh, each one identifying with one of the woes, is the judgment on the world. So Revelation 9 is describing the day of transition from judgment on the church until the judgment on the world. And that day uh, was May 21 of 2011. And notice... As the Lord speaks of the locusts that are bringing torment, it, it says in verse 6, following uh, the five months of torment that's described there, in verse 6 of Revelation 9, And in those days shall men seek death, and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. And we're not going to go into this, uh, Lord willing, We'll cover this in in a, um, a short time when we advance in our study of Revelation and get to chapter 9. But the death that's in view in Revelation 9, verse 6, is the death that Romans chapter 6 describes of dying in Christ. And that is done when God saves a sinner. We are dead in him. And this is the death that men will seek in the day of judgment, May 21, 2011, and after our present time period, in those days after that tribulation, men will seek death or, or identification of death in Christ and shall not find it. They will desire to die that particular death, and death shall flee from them. The the death in Christ that occurs when God applies the atoning work of Jesus to a sinner. That death will flee because it's no longer available. Men will seek it and not find it. Just as Christ is saying, after this period he is with them, that uh, ye shall seek me. And shall not find me in John 7.34. And where I am, thither ye cannot come. There's an inability. There, there is no, uh, possibility that, that, um, anyone any longer can find Christ. And the, the Jews, uh, they, they wonder about this and God uses their, uh, bewilderment to, Add emphasis to what is being said as, as they say in verse 35, whither will he go that we shall not find him? Will he go unto dispersed among the Gentiles and teach the Gentiles? What manner of saying is this that he said, he shall seek me and shall not find me? And where I am thither 
ye cannot come. And, and again, it's a, uh, added emphasis to what Christ had said. And notice how it leads into verse 37. In the last day, the great day of the feast. The last day of the feast of tabernacles. And it, it so happens that that is the day in which we have an expectation that Christ will come and conclude this period of judgment in this um, time after the Great Tribulation. And this actually seems to fit very well that, uh, as Jesus again says, yet a little season. Now let's, let's look at that as though he's referring to the Great Tribulation. Yet, yet a little season of great tribulation, am I with you? And then I go unto him that sent me. Following the little season of great tribulation, Christ leaves the world. That's why the sun is darkened and the moon's not giving its light. That's why the door is now shut because he is the door. And obviously he is still omnipresent. And, and knows everything and is everywhere. But as far as the gospel of the Bible is concerned, it's as though he has gone. He has left. And following the great tribulation on May 21, 2011, then verse 34 takes effect. Ye shall seek me and shall not find me. And where I am, thither ye cannot come. And this this characteristic of these days, these dark days of judgment continues until the last day. As we have learned, there's a good possibility that, uh, that God has assigned a 1600 day period for the duration of judgment day beginning on May 21. And of 2011 and concluding October 7th of 2015, 1600 days later. And that date happens to be the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, the, the ninth day, the travel day and a, an excellent, um, date for God to select in order that his people might travel home after having spiritually observed and fulfilled the feast, after the feast had fully come, now Christ had um, gathered in the fruit, as, as in gathering is held in conjunction with tabernacles, the Lord's people spiritually, figuratively, dwelt in booths or, or in tabernacles throughout the entire 1600 days um, as as they had no sure dwelling place in this world. And uh, when uh, the Feast of Tabernacles was a feast that was to commemorate the the sojourning of Israel in the wilderness over 40 years, a time of severe testing for Israel. And since uh, May 21, 2011, when God delivered all of the elect from captivity to sin and Satan, it was as though they came forth and 
even though there was an expectation of immediately enter into the kingdom of heaven, it didn't work out that way. Uh, just as I'm sure the Jews um, uh, who came out of Egypt could have been disappointed that once they they left uh, the gates of Egypt and entered into the desert and under the hot sun, uh, they it, it, it certainly would not have been what they had expected as God caused them to sojourn and 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 to travel for forty years uh, in that condition. Uh, without anywhere to uh, make a home, but but going from place to place. And that's where Israel dwelt in booths. And likewise, spiritually, as all of God's elect came out of Babylon, the kingdom of Satan, via uh, the work of Christ in saving them, in delivering them, and they uh, also have entered into a period of extreme testing, as 1,600 days is 40 times 40. And and it leads right up until the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, wherein we would expect the Lord to uh, finally come. It is our hope. It is a, a great expectation. And it's a good possibility. And, and, and so we're... Uh, well, we're excited that, that God has given us this hope and and this possibility. Now, the the same two words, a little season, are found another time in the book of John. Let I'll just read them during this study, and, uh, and we can all think about it uh, before our next study, as we'll we'll continue looking at this a little bit the next time we get together. But for now, let's go to John chapter twelve. And I'll read verses 34 through 36. The people answered him, We have heard out of the law that Christ abideth forever. And how sayest thou the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? And Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Now again, little while are the same two Greek words, um, uh, micron, chronon, uh, a little season from Revelation 6.11. Yet a little while or season is the light with you. Walk while ye have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus, and departed, and did hide himself from them. Now, uh, once again, we find a little season in view, and Christ is is saying that uh, for this little season, the light is with you. And of course, he is the light of the world. So this uh, identifies very much with the previous statement in John 7. And and he is saying that during the, the little season, there will be light. And, and that agrees with with our understanding of what happened during the Great Tribulation, there was a tremendous outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Christ, the light of the world, was shining brightly all over the face of the earth as God brought the news of Judgment Day to the ears of of practically everyone. And, and all heard 
of the coming day of judgment on May 21, 2011. It was, it was a, the bright shining of the gospel light. And, and so yet a little season, or let's again substitute great tribulation, yet a, a, a little season for the great tribulation is the light with you. Walk while ye have the light, lest darkness come upon you, for he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. Now the implication is following the little season of great tribulation comes darkness. And that matches very well with Matthew 24, verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun shall be darkened. The sun is the light. The sun is the Lord Jesus, or it's pointing to him. He is the light of the world. Immediately after the tribulation, it is darkened. And and that indicates that during the great tribulation, it was shining. The light of the world was uh, brilliantly uh, lighting the earth. 